Hello, welcome to this episode of Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Happy July, everyone. The 4th is three days away, so uh, let's calculate that. Oh, it'll be Saturday, and then um, my mom's birthday is the next day. So very exciting times around uh, here. Well, at my house at least, because my mom just keeps obsessing over her birthday. But... Um, Cam is back on podcast tonight. I wanted to get his thoughts, honestly, on the Olympic participation that looks like with the CBA being agreed to be extended. Also, as well as the hub cities, there's a lot of announcements that I think are going to be coming at the end of the week. So, uh, Cam, how are you doing? Thank you so much for coming back. It feels like I always have you on here and it's a lot of fun to do it. No, I, I always thank you for the invite and, and I have so much fun. And I also want to say happy Canada Day to our friends up north. Yes. Um, uh, it's also the five-year anniversary of the Phil Kessel trade, so it's it's a good day, you know. Given all the circumstances, you know, with coronavirus, it's you know all is well right now. Yep, that sounds great. Uh, as you said, yes, Happy Canada to all the listeners up there that listen to this podcast, as well as basically everyone that's up in Canada. Um, always ha- awesome to have amazing neighbors with you guys. And thank you guys for bringing us Sidney Crosby because um, also (laughs) eight years ago today, he signed that 12-year contract with Pittsburgh that will keep him until 2025. I was 14 at that time. Um, That's another, what, four or five years from now. I will be 25, 26, somewhere around there by the time his contract is expired. So I'm officially getting old now. Uh, me and you both. I mean, it's 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 interesting because we grew up with Crosby. You know, I mean, it's we were at the right time, like where I mean, for myself, it was right when I started watching hockey, and it was it, the introduction of Crosby into Pittsburgh. And I mean, I've I've literally, literally grown up with this team, and it's we're spoiled, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's one. Um, and we might be even more spoiled with the uh, the possibility of the lottery draft. But you, you've been discussing that. I'm sure. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's Crosby is, I, I saw Bobby Orr's comments. Um, what was it yesterday? Um, about discussing him top being top five possibly. And, um, you yeah, know, those, those I, I think he deserves comments. to be in that discussion. Yeah. I think, you know, people that still deny him being in the top 10 for greatest players of all time, or honestly, even top five at this point are kind of just delusional and they're still hating on Sidney Crosby for stuff that he did. A decade ago, um, Flyers fans, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Capitals fans too. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's it, it, I, I guess I, I I always will tell people like it, by the basis of someone's hockey knowledge, if you say if you say that Chris Letang is bad or that Sidney Crosby is not a top five, top ten player of all time, I don't want to hear you talk about the sport. I, I really just don't because like those are just bad opinions and they're just not. It's just not reality. So. Um, well, and, 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 you know, um, I saw the argument on Twitter today about how it's, um, you know, he has all the accomplishments and that was Bob, what Bobby Orr was talking about. He has all the, the accolades and all that. And someone was saying that it's just not, he, it's not the numbers, you know, he doesn't have the numbers, but his points per game uh, in his career is, is like, it's it almost, has to be top. It's, it's close it's, to top it's, five it's, of all time. I think it's six, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So he's getting there, you know, and, and. He definitely deserves to be in that conversation, I think. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, he would have over 1,400 points right now in the league if he didn't miss a season and a half with concussions. He's still probably going to get well over 1,400 points by the time his career is over. I'd even put him over 1,500 points if if you well, ask me. He's, he's going to be climbing a lot of players on that list. I always, uh, whenever he um, has games during the season, I'll check that. It's this website that tracks um, the most uh, points of all time for NHL players. And it's just fun to see Sydney just leaping, leaping all these awesome players that played and he just, he's going to keep leapfrogging a bunch of them by the time his playing days are over. Well, and you, you just mentioned that his, his injuries over his career. And I think that almost plays into it as well. His perseverance to, to, to be the player he has been, even with the concussion and the injuries that he's dealt with over his career. It's, it's really remarkable. I think. Yeah. I uh, yeah, hundred percent agree with that. Um, also, Cam, it's, uh, I don't know how familiar you are, familiar you are blah, 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 with the, uh, the, the Mets with Bobby Bonilla Day, um, but he gets paid basically a million to stay home every July 1st, and I think it's for the next 15 years because the Mets just basically uh, screwed up really bad. So happy Bobby Bonilla Day because um, I would love to get sit, uh, sit at home every July 1st and collect a check for over $1 million for a team that I don't play for anymore. So Wouldn't we all? Yeah. Wouldn't we all just like a nice check just uh, no. sitting at home? We ha- we ha- I had to stick that one in there. But also, Cam, it looks <laughs> like we're getting closer to the Hub Cities. Um, Bob McKenzie, the Bob father, as we all know him. The, he's just the goat. Um, apparently, the goat. bearing any foreseen last-minute complications, he says the two NHL Hub Cities will be Edmonton and Toronto. Um, it looks like logic has prevailed with the NHL. Cam, um, Las Vegas was a stupid d- decision if they were going to make it considering the rise in cases. I know I've been spewing about that on this podcast for the last week now. Um, just wanted to get your thoughts on the Hub City situation and how both will be in Canada. I think the two cities that they're potentially going to pick are great with Edmonton and Toronto. And I, I agree with you with Vegas. I, it just it was a head scratcher. Um, and, you know, I, I've seen the videos on social media of Vegas reopening and it's like people are still walking around without masks on. It's kind of ridiculous in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, please wear your mask. I'm going to say that. I had once. a little rant about that <laughs> yesterday. Yes. Please. Uh, please. When you go outside where, when you go into a restaurant or shopping, whatever, please wear a mask or grocery store. Please Don't be stupid, please. But yeah, I mean, it's, and I, I kind of like, I, I thought it was weird. They were going to have it. They should have the two cities in one country, I think, because I, I'm not sure how the the whole um, the travel situation would have been going from Vegas to potentially Toronto um, in, in between, you know, with uh, whoever's going to play in the championship. And, um, yeah, I, I, I do think Toronto and Edmonton were, were, were the best picks, and I'm happy they went that direction. Yeah, they're not spiking like a lot of the U.S. cities are right now, especially <clears throat> like Florida. Um and uh, Texas, uh, just I, I will never stop at insulting Florida because of just how incompetent people are down there. That's like the, you know, you just got to have that Bugs Bunny meme of him just cutting off the state of Florida and sending it into the Atlantic Ocean. That's what I want to do right now to that whole state because they just don't. Well, and, and it's fun just to go, you know, I have my grandfather living down there. My 
grandfather and here I am worried about him, you know, with how old he is and the health concerns. And he's just going to Publix, the store down there without a mask. He's just, Oh, I just went and got apples. Mike, you need to wear your mask. It is like, especially with that age, but that's, that's a whole nother discussion. Please wear your mask. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Also, Cam, it looks like we're going to have a CBA extension. I think it's going to be for the next four years. And also, I found this to be funny. Emily Kaplan of ESPN. It took a goddamn global pandemic for the NHL to read to send their players back to the Olympics. Isn't that just crazy? Like they didn't want to send them back in 2018. Now when the pandemic happens, the players are going to vote on the CBA. They're like, Oh yeah. Um, by the way, we want to go back to the Olympics. And I think it's going to be for 2022 and 2026. So that means we will finally see Sidney Crosby play with Connor McDavid on team Canada and probably whoop everyone's ass. That whole team is going to be insane. I mean, you you think about all the young talent that has come up in this league since then, since the last time they went to the Olympics. Yeah, it's it's gonna be. I mean, I haven't really sat down and like made a projected list, but you already put McDavid and Crosby there, and you you pretty much win there. You you know, the Olympics right then there. I think you know, but. And TM, t- give credit to Team USA and their development of their young players over the past couple they're, of years, too. They're going to be a uh, good team. Uh, if they don't screw this up, you know, you can literally have Austin Matthews as your top center, Patrick Kane up there, Johnny Goudreau, Jack Eichel, Dylan Larkin, I mean, Matthew Kachuk. I mean, maybe, maybe you put Phil Kessel on there if he bounces back. I mean, you have, that's a real question mark, yeah. I think, because I saw your tweet about that. And, you know, given what's happened in, in, um, with the Coyotes this year, I, I you know, I, I've thought about it this year too, especially when he played the Penguins. It's like, um, I, I personally liked the trade. They, they, looking back at it now, I like the trade, but, um, you know, I, I think he was, there was a, there was a distance between, you know, like a, I don't know, something happened between the two teams with, you know, Pittsburgh and Phil. And I just, Mm. I read I read Josh's article uh, a couple of days ago. Very very well written. Um, Josh Yoey. Um, always shout out to him, especially as he comes on this podcast sometimes. He'll probably be on here again at some point. But still, that was a very well written article, just going over um, the theories about the trade. Um, yeah, you know, just you know, maybe didn't get along with Mike Sullivan. I loved how he um, he talked to uh, Sullivan's mentor. I think it's what Jack Parker. Someone I, mm-hmm. I think that's his name. If I misspelled, if I like missaid his name. Um, I should not be allowed to do this podcast anymore, but yes, Jack Parker is what it is. Thank God. But yeah, I mean, he was basically said, yeah, he goes, he would, he would call me. <laughs> Sullivan would like call me and be like, Oh, not Phil again. <laughs> it, would, it, that, <laughs> it was just, that was really funny to read, to be honest. Yeah. And, and Phil was an interesting character, you know, and we saw that and, you know, there was the whole media dispute with him in Toronto and there wasn't really that in Pittsburgh, but I think, there's a lot of behind the behind the scene things that happen that we the fans uh, don't see, and it's unfortunate, um, you know. But Phil got two cups. He brought in, and you know, I, I I think his short time in Pittsburgh was well served. Yes, yeah. exactly. Five years ago today, they traded for him in that monster deals I quoted from the Bob Father. Uh, man, I remember just going crazy. And then I think the Penguins Ugh. tweeted out that uh, video of him a couple, like a week later of him trying on his jersey. I think, I think it was, um, what was it, Cam? Foreigners feel like the first time. Is that what it yeah. was? Yeah. Yeah. And it was in slow motion. It was just, <laughs> it was, it was perfect. And that, that was, was when they, um, 
the third jersey was like coming back to the uh, the traditional black and gold. Yes, that's the right. Penguins. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was just a, it was a beautiful time to be a Penguins fan. Yeah, that was going uh, into that season. That was their third. I always forget that was started out as their third jersey. They would wear it on select home dates. Then the fans were like, "Okay, ditch the black dumb jersey." Yeah, the Vegas, the Vegas gold. gold. And Get that the put the yeah. the third jersey as the home playoff games, and they're like, "Oh." Okay, I guess we're gonna do that, and then of course that paved the way to going full time. I, I, the fan base was just so ready for them to ditch the Vegas gold. I was ready for them to ditch it. I, I absolutely could not stand personally. Uh, me either. I mean, again, like I grew up with that, you know, but I don't personally own a Vegas gold jersey because <laughs> because I don't think they're good looking. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was just. Yeah, I mean, when, when I remember I was in, it was my freshman year of college, and uh-huh. um, I was in class, and I saw the trade, and I'm just like, I was trying so hard not to, like, jump out of my seat and, and celebrate, but it was, it was awesome, because I was watching, it was the, um, yeah, it was the Canada Day free agency signing show uh-huh. on TSN, I was watching the live stream, it was, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, I remember I was, like, kind of sitting watching the TV, I was playing. I think. I think that, that that day I was playing NHL 15. That was. That was. I think the last one of the last NHL games that I bought because I'm kind of boycotting the franchise with how they can't seem to fix a lot of the stupid crap in the game. That's a whole preach, preach. Yeah, that's a whole rant for another time. I'll probably spend a whole episode talking about how NHL the NHL franchise is just dog shit. But don't get me started. <laughs> it's just. It's awful in so many ways. I remember because. I was playing there, and I think it was Nick Kiprios that said, watch out, the Penguins are working on this. I was like, what? And then, you know, there's more rumors start coming in, and then Bob McKenzie confirms it. And then I'm just sitting there, like, I kind of, like, get almost, like, chills down my spine. I'm like, did we just trade for Phil freaking Kessel? And then I was like, okay, what did we give up? And then when I saw what we gave up, I'm like, Kasperi Kapanen, and that's basically it? I mean, our first-round pick, I mean... Kasperi whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. You forgot the legend Nick Spalling, oh, okay? God, yes. <laughs> Nick Spalling, the, the legend that scored like two goals in that 2014-15 season. I think one of them came <laughs> against the Blackhawks where they lost in the shootout. Um, that's, another, that's a random thing that I've remembered for a long time. But yeah, Nick Spalling, I remember that. Tra- he came over in the Neal trade. Everyone thought, oh yeah, I'm going to be a great uh, bottom six player. Nope, pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those added depth players that really just – didn't pan out for the Penguins. Yeah, he just, yeah. Well, at least Patrick Hornquist does. And speaking of Patrick Hornquist, uh, my, uh, Mike Sullivan today said that the last player to arrive in Pittsburgh, apparently all the players are back, was Patrick Hornquist because, you know, of course he had to come from Sweden. Apparently he's being quarantined right now. And also today, Cam, we had um, a, a report from Eric Engels and Chris Johnson that the training camps are going to be pushed back until July 13th. And I think the teams may travel to the hub cities as soon as July 25th for a potential restart around the 30th or 31st. So, yeah, King, we are potentially four weeks away from having hockey played again. Not really sure if it's 100% feasible with what's going on right now. I know the positive test rate was up um, from the last one. I guess I think it's now 6% up from the 5% from the last one. So Mm -hmm. still a long ways to go. I think they have to vote on the CBA. They have to vote on the return-to-play format. I think Bob McKenzie said that it's going to be coming this weekend, so um, I'm going to be curious to see if that's going to be a full player call or it's just going to be the executive board because I'm not sure if you saw Eric Engels' tweet from the other day where he talked to a bunch of players. It didn't seem like they were too keen on playing again, um, I guess for obvious reasons that it's the summer and that a lot of them want to be golfing or you know, spending time yeah. with their families, having kids, doing anything but playing hockey in 90-degree heat. So 
Well, and and to go on that, it's I, I've been thinking this whole time because here we are waiting, 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 and, and so are the players. But how is this going to affect the 2020-2021 season? Yeah. And, and that's the biggest question mark for me. Is it going to be a shortened season? You know, because it's we're getting into the point where you know this would have been you know free agency frenzy. You know, today today would have been yeah. I was and, and it's that. just it's just it's very weird to me. And and as much as I miss hockey, I'm almost in the back of my mind, and I'm, I have positive thoughts right now. But with all the spikes I'm seeing and all that, I, I think it'd just be safe to. I know I might get some backlash here, but it might be safe to, you know, call it, you know, and just, Hey, let's work on next season. It might get to that point. might not. Um, but you know, it's just, it, it is a tough situation for, for the players and, and, and the owners and, and it's, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's tough. It's just tough. Yeah. No, I, I hear yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people that I follow on Twitter and that follow me, and I'm sure follow you too, they want the season to just be canceled. I think same with the NBA. You know, they're going, they're playing in Disney World for God's sakes. That's going to be a might be a train wreck down there with how Florida's going. Um, yeah. baseball, baseball is coming back. I think the 23rd. Um, they still need to release the schedules. Well, and then the NFL just um, shortened the preseason yep. to two games. And who knows how fan, what fan, how um, if they're going to put fans in the stadiums for the NFL? That's that's going to be very interesting. Well, I, I saw it, something interesting that there was talks that they were going to sell the first uh, six to eight rows of each stadium to okay. advertisers, and they were going to put like ads, like big banners for ads. Like, that would be spot. interesting. I would actually, that, I would like that. You know, you're not cl- close enough to the players. Um, you can sit back a little further. I personally like sit, sitting back a bit further. I feel like I can see more when you're that close. I feel like you can't see the field as well. Uh, maybe I'm just no. Oh, those people people like to talk trash about nosebleed, but and, and then it's the same with hockey. But you get to see the overview, you know, of the whole stadium or arena. And yeah, it's like, if it's a good seat, it's really absolutely. Cool. Yeah, like when it's um, yeah. like you're sitting like at the 50 yard line or whatever, or Sun Rice for a oh, hockey yeah. game. It's yeah, it, it's great. I, I, I 100% agree with that. And Cam, to your point about the uh, potentially next shortened season, I think what the NHL is going to try to do, and what I think Gary Bettman said, you know, may try to start off the next season with the Winter Classic on January 1st, which would be interesting. You know, they'll try to cram, they said they want to cram in 82 games. I really don't know how you're going to do that, Um, especially if you're going to have the playoffs end in what, July, and then you're going to have another shortened off season, and then you're going to have what, a full 82 game season, a season after that. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. I mean, they could also potentially start the season around Thanksgiving. They could do it around Christmas before January 1st with the uh, Winter Classic. But um, I do think the play that they very likely will do is I think they may start with the Winter Classic. Um, I think Gary Bettman was talking about that when NHL had their big press conference when they had the return to play uh, format with the 24 teams. I think that was when mm-hmm. he was talking about that. So that's going to be interesting to see if they do that. And I don't even know when the NHL draft is going to be. There's there's so many questions that they need to answer with this proposal um, that Bob McKenzie said that they may try to vote on towards the later stages of the week. Yeah. Um, it, it is really like divided in terms of uh, fans and what they want. It, it, you know, just, hey, cut it out and we'll, we'll just wait till next season, on, you know, wait for all this Corona stuff to blow over. But yeah, I, I, I've been kind of wishy-washy on it myself because, you know, I've missed sports and, and 
missing hockey as well. And, and I've mentioned it on the last time I was on the podcast with, you know, Crosby and Malkin don't have that many years left to play. Uh, they're, their time's ticking, you know? So that's another thing I've been like, okay, I do want to see him play, but yeah, I feel, I feel, we'll we'll see if we get it. I'm sure Jake Gensel will be back. Um, it's been officially six months now since his surgery. So that four to six month timeline is basically out the door unless he had a setback, but still, you know, there's still a lot of parameters that they need to cross. Well, and he's been, uh, he's been practicing in the facility. I've seen the Instagram and the Twitter videos. I think he's been looking, Looking good from what I've seen in the video. Yes, he's been he's been looking damn good. Um, and Cam, to finish off this episode, uh, let's go way back. So look at some July first signings that the Penguins did um, mm-hmm. in history. So in this day in two thousand eight, Eric Goddard was signed to a three year deal with two point two five million. Pascal Dupuis was inked to a three year deal. We love Pascal Dupuis here. And Mark Eaton was also signed to a two-year deal worth $4 million. So that was back in 2008, so a lot of nice throwback names there. And the next year, Mike Rupp was signed to a two-year contract. I always forget that Mike Rupp does the um, the post uh, – not the post-game, the um, the intermission on AT&T Sportsnet sometimes, the Penguins game. Yeah, he switches from there in the NHL network. Yeah. It's, it, it's, he, he, I, I really like him. He's really good at um, being an analyst. He, he's good. Yeah, no, I, I, I like and he him. was a good player too. I loved watching him play too. But yeah, no, I did too. He was he was always a ride to play. I think I think I remember the game against the Capitals that he. I think he had a hat trick. I think that was. I think yeah, that was in 2010. I think I remember I looked it up on my computer. I had I got to figure out what date it was, but I know I remember he had a hat trick. I was like the only hat trick I've ever seen him have. And then 2010, Penguins signed Paul Morton to a five year contract along with old friend. Sabinic McCulloch. Um, he was just, he was okay for I'm, a little bit, but he just never scored, which was pissing me off. Better than a certain player that I won't mention that we always talk about on this podcast when I get on yes, here. Yes, he signed here two years ago. <laughs> um, JJ, yeah. you can go away anytime now. Uh, but also on this day, a couple of years ago, Antti Niemi was signed. Um, what a bad situation oh, my gosh. to be. Also on this day in 2012, uh, Mr. Game 1, Jeff Zakoff was signed by the Mr. Penguins. Mr. Game 1, yeah, yes. That, <laughs> that was that was incredible. Um, I think they also signed Blake Como on this day, Steve Downey in 2015. Um, I'm trying to think of. Something. I love you know what was funny about those two signings was yeah. I we never really thought of it and Steve Downey for the type of player he was he put up some points here in Pittsburgh he, he put was, up a ten goal almost fifteen goal season I think yeah and it was really caught me and a lot of fans off guard um, but you know he just had those those penalties that were just like. He was he was always a nut. He he fought too much too, and we all know how I feel about fighting and how I think you feel um, about fighting fighting as well. Also, Cam. Last yeah. but not least, on to this day in 2012, Tanner Glass was signed to a two year contract by the Penguins. It's uh, a big yikes in the chat right there. <laughs> yeah, and then he went to um, New York. He went to New York. That's right. He went to New York after that, and then they were like facing each other in the Sco- playoffs. Scored a so. playoff goal for the Rangers against Carey Price. So um, anything is yeah. possible when's going up against Carey Price. You can even have Tanner Glass score a playoff goal for you. <laughs> 
Um, hey, let's not joke. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll, we can get past Montreal here yes, when it, yes. when it comes and, down and to Cam, it. But. If not, Cam, we have a 12.5% chance to land Alexis Lafreniere. So, oh, um, that would set the hockey world on fire. Yep, when I was watching that, I was just like, "Oh my!" You know, they're gonna have to probably make changes to the, to the yeah. I was lottery. Freeman's thirty-one thoughts, and apparently some executives were texting him, and they're like, "Yeah, this is bullshit. Can we like get a change on this, please?" So I just, I you know, from my perspective, it's like being a Penguins fan. I, I, I don't see it as being fair. Even if we were to get him, it's, it's not fair because you you know we put almost ninety point, had a ninety point season almost, and here Detroit, which was literally the worst team in the league, and they, they get fourth. You know, I I don't agree with it, but. Yeah, it's um, it is it's pretty, it is what it is. Pretty pretty lame, but um, think that will do it for this episode of Locked On Penguins Cam. Unless you have anything else. Nope, just gonna enjoy the Fourth of July weekend. Grill some ribs. Perfect. Have a beer. Just just chill out, you know. Yep, that'll be me. I'm going to Smith Mountain Lake for my mom's birthday tomorrow. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to have another episode tomorrow or Friday. Um, I'm not sure which day. Hopefully, God, hopefully this my mom's friend's house has internet down there. If they don't, I'm gonna be really pissed. But um, so yeah, I will have another episode coming tomorrow. Like I said, tomorrow or Friday. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'm sure Cam, you'll be on at some point in the near future as we get closer to potentially playing. So um, sometime, I'll, yeah, I'll reach out to you then. So uh, Cam, where, where can they find you on Twitter again? Twitter is not that fair, like the hockey player Eric Fair. Um, and you can also find my photography on Instagram, um, Cam underscore T S A E. So yes, he does. Cam does fantastic photography. So please do check it out, especially your last post, Cam. That was really, really um, good. So thank you. Yes, of course. So we will be back, like I said, tomorrow or Friday, and I will talk to you all then.